Good morning, podcast listening audience. My name is Patty, and the shop is Herbs to Your Health. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the positive comments. Thank you to all of the people who have come to the shop as a result of the podcast or have gone to the website and ordered. The website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. And the shop, Herbs to Your Health, is located at 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. A customer called to say that the coffee is amazing. That is a direct quote. It truly is. I have had coffee... Uh, all types of coffee. It's nice to know that the kind that is super healthy for you, the organic rainforest coffee is better than any other coffee. This particular customer also said to remind everyone to stock up because it's no fun running out of something you take regularly. So when you see your your, um, supplements dwindling, time to reorder. Tomorrow, April 22nd, is Earth Day. I am reminded of John Burroughs, who was actually born in early April, 1837. He was one of the first naturalists who focused on communicating his love of nature through the written word. He said things that you've probably heard of, even even though you may not have heard of him. For example, he said, quote, I go to nature to be soothed and healed and to have my senses put in order, end quote. He was also one of the first to say in print, if you think you can do it, you can. And he also said my personal favorite, to me, old age is always 10 years older than I am. President Theodore Roosevelt, who was president in 1921, said in dedicating one of his books to John Burroughs, it's a good thing for our people that you have lived and surely no man can wish to have any more said of him. Meanwhile, Burroughs said of himself, joy in the universe and keen curiosity about it, that has been my religion. He Truly love the earth, as do I. Let us all honor Earth Day. Earth Day is every day, in my opinion. One of the plants that I really love that grows on planet Earth is called Passion Flower. It gets its name from Spanish explorers who viewed the cross-like shape at the center of the flower as a symbol for of the agony or passion of Christ's crucifixion, the passion of our Lord. The symbolism is appropriate for a plant that helps to relieve stress and pain, right? It was introduced in the 1840s, even though it was used uh, by the Indians, the Mayans, etc., Algonquins, other North American Indian tribes used it as well. 
It became popular with the eclectic physicians of which Samuel Thompson was one in the latter half of the 19th century who valued it for its calming and sedative properties. It's a sympathetic nerve antagonist, meaning that it sedates the sympathetic nervous system responsible for the flight or fight response. It has muscle relaxing effects its ability to relax nerves and muscle spasms makes it an effective remedy for anxiety, stress, nervous agitation, insomnia. Uh, it's really, really good for mild to moderate anxiety. Nervous problems that create gastrointestinal sy symptoms also tend to respond well to passion flower. A double-blind study found it to be more as effective or more effective in treating anxiety symptoms as the anti-anxiety drugs without the adverse effects of being habit-forming. It's been used to treat neuralgia, any kind of pain, restlessness, depression, convulsions, and epilepsy. It's a safe and gentle remedy for children who are easily excited if they have ADHD, ADD. There's also support for the use of passion flower in alcohol withdrawal, asthma, drug addiction, Epstein-Barr virus, gastrointestinal discomfort, or nervous stomach, high blood pressure, insomnia, hot flashes, nerve pain, and general pain due to tension. You know, people who hold their tension in their neck and shoulders. Passion flowers, great for that. Um, it's become well known for its culinary use in commercial drinks, like fruit punches and desserts or as an ice cream topping. Passion flower is available as a single herb. It's also an ingredient in many of our formulas, such as NutraCalm, Nerve 8, Nerve Control, Stress J, Herbal Sleep, and GABA. So if you need to sleep, I suggest taking some passion flower. Anxiety is sort of a loose concept. It's difficult to define. It's like a feeling of nervousness or worry. If you have to ask what anxiety is, congratulations, you don't have it. But if you have had it from time to time, hopefully you don't have it chronically, um, <clears throat> you know what it feels like. It's sort of a mixture of worry, feel, fear, nervousness, tension. You feel on edge and unsettled. One person described it to me saying, I feel like a sitting duck. <laughs> so that is a bad feeling. Occasionally having anxiety is normal, but there's nothing normal about it being your normal state. That is not. So uh, what do we do about it? Well, Anxiety is linked to the adrenal glands because the, the adrenal glands help the body adapt to stress. When something startles or scares us, the adrenals kick into gear to prepare our body to deal with the crisis. We call this fight or flight. 
blood pressure rises, heart rate increases, breathing becomes more shallow and rapid, and muscles tense and become ready for action. These changes in our body are associated with feeling anxious. We are fidgety and have a hard time sitting still because we're primed for action. Some performers feel anxiety, but once they start performing, um, it kind of goes away and you, it helps you get into what you're doing. If a person uh, is experiencing chronic anxiety, that probably means there's an imbalance in adrenal gland function and the balance of stress hormones in the body. Adrenal problems are a common denominator in anxiety, panic attacks, post-traumatic stress disorder, and other related conditions. So let's think about balancing adrenal function with supplements to help people feel better. Anxiety, or I'm sorry, adrenal uh, issues are only part of the equation. Sometimes there is um, another part of that. So if you have that nervous energy, maybe taking action or, you know, um, I remember a person told me they, when they got super anxious, they would do push-ups or planks or, you know, some kind of exercise to burn that off. Uh, walking is a good thing. Walking in nature, the trees and the earth will uh, it be very healing. Sometimes um, people don't have healthy adrenal glands because they have chronic inflammation. That stresses adrenal function. Poor nutrition, biggest component, especially a lack of water-soluble vitamins like vitamin C and the B vitamins, and deficiencies of minerals like zinc and amino acids, and the lack of healthy fats, including if your cholesterol is too low, we need cholesterol in our bodies. That will result in poorly functioning adrenal glands. Speaking of zinc, did you know that many pharmaceuticals, uh, particularly blood pressure medications, link leach zinc out of the body, hence the reason people have no sense of taste or smell. I think diabetes drugs do too. I would say probably all pharmaceuticals leach minerals out of the body. Not a good thing. Anyway, the two supplements I rely on the most for balancing adrenals are adrenal support and nervous fatigue formula. People with chronic anxiety and nervousness, especially people suffering from PTSD, almost always need adrenal support. People who are mildly anxious, emotionally sensitive, tired, and suffering from lack of sleep usually benefit from nervous fatigue formula. People who have been taking adrenal support for a few months sometimes switch to nervous fatigue formula as their adrenals get stronger or they just add it. Besides these two standbys, I've also used licorice root, high doses of vitamin C, and or NutraCalm to nourish depleted adrenal glands. 
Nutricalm works on both the nerves and the adrenals and is helpful for people who are restless and constantly on the go. Closely related to adrenal function is hypoglycemia. With all the focus about metabolic syndrome, diabetes, the glycemic index, we often forget that hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, is the precursor to high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes. Eating refined sugar or other simple carbohydrates results in a sugar high followed by a sugar low. And then when you get that, the adrenals kick in gear to bring the sugar levels back up to normal. This will generate anxiety. Another good nervine formula is Kava Kava. It's for people who are really uptight. Uh, Lobelia is another one. If it's just nervousness, then Stress J is a good choice. If the person is really shaky, then magnesium could be helpful. If depression is a factor, maybe mood elevator or Nutricalm. Nutricalm has vitamin C, B-complex vitamins, schizandra, bee pollen hops. Guess what? Passionflower is in there and valerian root. Very good formula. Uh, it feeds the nerves and adrenal glands while balancing their function. And adrenal support, as I just said, feeds overworked and exhausted adrenal glands, helping to rebuild them. No passion flower in there, but there's B-complex vitamins and vitamin C, the minerals, zinc and magnesium, protease, schizandra and licorice. Nervate is a really good uh, formula, all herb formula to reduce anxiety, pain, headaches, inst insomnia, inflammation, Pain, inflammation, and stress are connected, so this kind of breaks the cycle. It's an anti-inflammatory and nervine blend for easing tension and pain. Distress remedy. Since Edward Bach pioneered the use of homeopathic preparations made from flowers for the treatment of emotional illness, it's the Remember the uh, rescue remedy, Bach rescue remedy? Well, distress remedy has other ingredients. I think the Bach had seven, this one has nine, or maybe Bach had five. I don't know, I can't remember. But it's a great remedy to give to people in any traumatic or difficult experience that causes emotional shock, such as a death. Uh, witnessing a disaster, dealing with divorce, legal or financial troubles, or any other intense emotional experience. It can also be applied externally to reduce swelling, so that's something to keep in mind. It's always good to have a bottle on hand, if not for yourself, for someone else. Summa combination is an adaptogenic. It's a formula containing some of the world's finest adaptogenic and tonic herbs. Suma from Brazil, Astragalus from China, 
Siberian ginseng or Eleuthero from Russia, ginkgo from Europe, and Godicola from India. So it's uh, from all around the world and it helps the body cope. It's a really good adaptogenic formula. If you are anxious still about quote unquote the virus or quote unquote the vaccine, um, let's just keep a few things in mind. In pre-pandemic times, people who got diagnosed with type two diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, AFib, um, had a lot to deal with and, and worry about medications, treatments, doctor's appointments, and all the emotional stress. So, but they didn't have to worry about a deadly virus on top of it. Something huge has changed. Take the COVID-19 deaths. Some people are exposed to the virus and don't show a single symptom. Kind of like Jesus walking among the lepers. Never got leprosy. Sadly, millions of others have gone to the ICU or died. What's going on? Researchers tell us that most COVID-19 deaths, or all of them, are linked to underlying and pre-existing health problems. That means if a person already has an existing health challenge, they're more likely to be seriously affected by the virus. It used to be pneumonia, now it's the virus. Um, but, but here's some good news. If we don't know it intuitively, which I do and we all should, studies have shown that we can prevent all of those chronic illnesses before they take hold just by eating the right foods, avoiding the wrong ones, being on a supplement program, making a habit of health for yourself. Uh, recently, somebody asked me, what's your morning routine? I said, if, do you really wanna know? And they said, yes, that's why I'm asking. Well, um, the morning routine has to do with meditating, taking supplements, making a smoothie, taking more supplements, and then taking more supplements. So we all know that we can take steps to save ourselves and our loved ones from the world's deadliest diseases. If your healthcare provider or herbalist or naturopath or healer isn't talking to you about your food as well as your supplement program, if it were me, I'd switch. As you know, you're all welcome to come to Herbs to Your Health. We'll help you with all of that. We're not going to tell you uh, specifically, you know, eat this. Here's a, we're not dietitians or nutritionists. We just know a lot about food and what to avoid. So generally speaking, put only the good stuff in your body, take out the bad stuff, and you know, we'll all be okay. Did you know that healthcare providers are required by law to report adverse events to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System operated by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services? It has become immensely popular since the COVID shot rollout began in the United States. Immensely popular, of course, but still grossly underutilized. 
According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, fewer than 20% of healthcare providers report to that vaccine adverse event reporting system. So uh, there are thousands and thousands, even in that few that are um, of healthcare providers who report. And in the very few amount of people I've heard who um, got both shots, I've heard of four who had adverse effects. Um, <clears throat> so there are thousands of deaths, serious injuries, adverse events, reported within days, weeks, or months following COVID injections. The Children's Health Defense recently reported that as, as of April 9th, 2021, there have been 56,869 reported adverse events, including 2,342 deaths and 7,971 serious injuries in a three-month period, December to April 5th. Um, the CDC announced on their website that reported deaths since December 2020 from the COVID vaccine has climbed to 3,005. Of course, mainstream media, healthcare providers, public health officials, government people, are quick to dismiss these adverse events, citing that just because the events are reported doesn't prove they were caught, you know, honestly. So uh, we know it's not a really good thing. Um, do you want to be a lab rat? They These are not approved, they are for emergency use, meaning it's an experimental and unapproved drug. So do your own research. Be curious about why some are so willing to downplay or minimize reports of adverse effects. Ultimately, it's up to each and every one of us to make informed decisions. You know, there's a whole set of people out there that no matter how much information you give them, they say, um, I'm still going to do it. So bottom line, your body, your choice. It, even if a drug or treatment is scientifically proven, it, there is no guarantee of safety or effectiveness. What, what we have at Herbs to Your Health are things that have been studied, but they're not in mainstream media. So if you use all of the resources available to you, including your own intuition, your common sense and reason to determine what is best for you, um, really, you're not going to go wrong. You simply need to realize that you are responsible for your health, not drug companies, not government officials, not the, the talking heads on TV. Herbalism is the oldest system of healing on the planet. Newman, good word to know, N-U-M-E-N, -E is the animated force of all living things in honor of Earth Day. 
it's nice to know that even our DNA contains much of the same material found in the plant world. Yay! Which gives new meaning to the idea of healing plants. What makes this all the more intriguing is the how and why plants work. So modern science can uncover cells, molecules, atoms, but, but cannot fully explain the healing nature of plants or the intricacy and complexity of life. Many people regard herbs as an alternative to drugs. That's just allopathic herbalism. Let's not use that. Um, useful for treating various symptoms, but not to treat the underlying cause. So foods and herbs share quite a few similarities, which means they produce more than one effect, and that word is pleiotropic. Also, the complex mix of raw materials in your body that are there because of the plants that you eat and the herbs that you take and the supplements that you take work synergistically to address underlying imbalances in your body that may lead to disease. In um, an herbalist's words, it, Matthew Wood said, it is very seldom that herbs are strong enough to kill germs. A few of them can, but then they become drugs Killing germs isn't how traditional medicine works. It works instead by changing the environment, working to address imbalances in organ systems and tissue states, not targeting a specific bacteria with a single chemical extracted from a plant or synthesized in a lab. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, you could walk into a drugstore and find hundreds of herbal extracts for sale. Upwards of 90% of the population at that time knew how to use the medicinal plants growing in their backyard. So when you shop for food in a grocery store, you're completely removed from the natural process used to grow your own food. So let's look forward to the uh, farmers markets and let's send love and healing to the farmers and all the plants. Healing is about wholeness, not parts. So when you hear people say, I'm going to get blood work, I'm going to get lab tests, all that, it's they use this information as proof that nothing is wrong because all, all the blood work is normal when in fact the person feels tired, foggy, depressed, Part of the problem is the breaking down of the whole person to a set of parts and evaluating each organ in isolation from the rest of the body. Let's not do that. Um, conventional medicine is not equipped to deal with the wholeness, but nature is, in honor of Earth Day, nature is the source of healing. Whole plant medicine is the way to go. Uh, you know, the real medicine is hiding in the produce department and in Herbs to Your Health, it, it, everything we have. Um, I have a deep connection to the earth and plants. Do you? Do you feel the power of plants when you walk outside and the power of the trees? This is uh, Earth Day. And finally, 
a question came in on the website. By the way, you can submit a question for a future podcast by going to www.herbstoyourhealth.net. And the question was, can I take too much melatonin? Is it possible? Uh, the short answer is no. When you think of melatonin, the first thing that may come to mind is how it can help with sleep. It's true that melatonin supplementation is often used as a wonderful drug-free solution to those who suffer from insomnia and other sleep disturbances. The melatonin that the body produces naturally, however, has many uses other than sleep regulation. Having a healthy amount of this vital hormone in your body can also help you prevent disease, including breast cancer. Melatonin is often called the body's pacemaker. It's a hormone that is secreted by the pineal gland, a tiny but very important gland tucked deep in a groove between the two halves of the brain. The pineal gland produces melatonin as in, and is an important part of the endocrine system. If you have uh, if you have too many chemicals in your body, such as the endocrine disruptors, they can calcify the pineal gland. We don't want a calcified pineal gland. So taking something like HSNW, silicon supplement, our new hair, skin, and nails, um, even taking melatonin will help uncalcify the pineal gland. Uh, something like um, TS2, target TS2, thyroid activator, they all work on uncalcifying the pineal gland and then getting rid of chemicals, of course, super algae, megacal, all that. Together, both the pineal gland and melatonin help to modulate the body's internal clock, allowing the body to know what time of day it is and what time of year it is as well. So when you see snow in late April, you say, what time of year is it? Well, it's still spring. Both the pineal gland and melatonin help to regulate the circadian rhythms and the all-important sleep cycle. Melatonin has an influence on almost every cell in the body and is seen in cell membranes, the mitochondria, and other areas of the cell as well. Interestingly, some amount of melatonin is also produced in the gastrointestinal tract. This makes sense since melatonin plays a huge role in immune system regulation and the majority of immune system cells that are located in the upper gastrointestinal tract. Of all the numerous things this hormone does in the body, it's known as an immune stimulant, anti-inflammatory, and buffer for inflammatory reactions. Melatonin can help prevent complication caused by infections, vaccines, autoimmune responses, and immune senescence, which is the deterioration of the immune system as one ages. If you come to Herbs to Your Health, we'll tell you how to avoid that, how to grow old without aging, and how to generally be a healthy, happy person. The last connection between melatonin and age rings up some controversy 
within the conventional research community. Some researchers question whether melatonin naturally declines after age 50 or so. I say it kinda does. Whatever the case for those in their elder years, the evidence is pretty clear that melatonin levels decline after age four and that melatonin is connected, connected to stages of hormonal development like puberty, menopause, andropause. It's also clear that sleep disturbances occur more often in elderly people than any other age group. Your body may not get the chance to make enough melatonin for sustained functioning and healing if you go to bed very late. Use electronics right before bed. Uh, get that phone call at 9 p.m., <clears throat> very stressful, uh, and then can't sleep. Don't get enough total hours of sleep. Wake up periodically throughout the night. Don't get enough of the theta or delta sleep. Um, have a sleep cycle that is off balance because of work or other factors or insomnia. Electropollution, we know that electronics emit EMFs and they are a hazard to our health. Their frequencies from cell phones, electric lines, Wi-Fi routers, um, electronic devices like even alarm clocks and hair dryers, not good. Low melatonin levels have been connected to a variety of chronic health conditions such as type 2 diabetes. Melatonin in the body has shown to have an effect on cancer. It's actually classified as a cytotoxic hormone, meaning that it has a toxic effect on pathogenic or disease-producing cells. It tells them to go away. Melatonin is also known as a tumor suppressor for many kinds of cancer. Uh, it can put breast cancer cells to sleep. It helps to regulate estrogen. Um, it eliminates places for the harmful xenoestrogens to land. It can cause cancer cells to die. It boosts the immune system. It helps you sleep. Um, so, of course, we need to lower our stress and be on a supplement program. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate all of the kind comments. Please come to Herbs to Your Health, 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg, or call 724-836-7440, or go to our website, www.herbstoyourhealth.net. Thank you very much. Happy Earth Day. Bye.